sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Oh, yeah. It's that time. Welcome in. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 159, The Sports Grid Radio Network. Over the course of the next hour, we're going to get to hang out with a buddy of mine here in Las Vegas, Joe D'Amico. And Joe's going to join us. We're going to talk MLB pretty much start to finish. I'm going to ask him about if he loves baseball, if he's grinding through it, how his season's going, some surprises good, some surprises bad. And of course, right now, what teams do you want to be betting on? What teams do you want to be betting against? What teams we're looking at overs? What teams we're looking at unders? Anything in the future book? Yeah, we're going to break down the world of baseball with Joe D'Amico today. But before we get into any deep dive into MLB, it's Derby Day, and I got to talk Derby. And let me make this very clear at the top. I'm not a horse racing expert. Uh, horse racing is pretty difficult to beat. But... The uniqueness of the Kentucky Derby is the amount of dead money, quote-unquote, that's in the pool. Lots of people bet one horse race a year, and the Derby is that race. And frankly, the betting pools for the Kentucky Derby, they can be exploited. They can be beaten. And I've talked to a number of guys this week who are very involved in the Kentucky Derby. I'm going to give you their thoughts, because I can't give you any, right here at the top. And it's important to note about some of the differences between sports betting, what I normally talk about on the show, and horse racing. You have two different sets of odds, paramutual odds versus sportsbook odds. And there's a huge difference between the two. Horse racing takes their money off the top. So the books can never lose. They have a fixed percentage for their hold. Sports books, they can lose on sports betting. They do it every day. <laughs> that being said, they make more money when the public loses. Lines are set to beat people. That's not the case in horse racing. Horse racing lines, it's all based on money. It's all based on odds. Uh, so there's no public, per se, that you need to worry about, except for the fact that sports betting, the odds change. You can get the best of the number when you're betting on sports. If you're laying a team, they're minus two, and then the injury info comes out, and it turns out they end up closing at minus six, you still get the minus two. You keep that in your pocket. Horse racing odds aren't finalized until the wagering ends and the race begins. Everybody who bet on any given horse gets paid the same amount. Or anyone, everyone that bets the exacta or the trifecta or whatever, Quinella, whatever crazy exotics you're going to go through to try to beat the derby, everyone's going to get paid the same amount. So the odds when you make your wager, they're not the closing odds. That's not how you're going to get paid. You're all going to get paid the exact same amount after all the money is counted and the uh, the uh, uh, tracks get their percentage. So that's huge differences from power mutual odds versus sports betting odds. Sports betting, you get the best of the number. Horse racing, you never can. Sports betting, books win and lose in any given day. Horse racing, the books take their money off the top. So that's worth noting before you get involved with any type of wager for the Derby. Now, look, again, I am not a horse racing expert. That being said, <laughs> one of the advantages of living in Las Vegas for 25 years, you meet guys 
I got a good buy. I've got to talk to a bunch of people this week, but um, I want friend Marco D'Angelo would give us very uh, forthcoming with his information. He gave me a couple of favorites to look at and a couple of long shots. The favorites, Forte, certainly he's a favorite of them all. <laughs> and there's a reason when you're in a horse, uh, in a field like the Kentucky Derby, even with the scratches, what is it, about 19 horses, a huge field with the best horses, the reason Forte is a favorite, all right? This guy's money. <laughs> he's won six of the seven races that he's ever uh, been in. Now you have the trainer, Todd Pletcher. You have the jockey, Red Ortiz Jr. That's one of the top combos in the business. He deserves to be chalk. And if you're going to box horses together, I wouldn't leave the favorite out of the mix. Another horse who is one of the favorites that was recommended to be my multiple people, Angel of Empire, a horse who's peaking at just the right time. His buyer speed figures improved in every start. At a 101 rating in his last race, which is right there with the other leaders. It's worth noting, all right, the jockey, Flavian Pratt, rode him for the first time in his last race when he won the Arkansas Derby. And he also wrote, uh, rode uh, Kingsbarn, who won the Louisiana Derby, and his three for three in his career. Pratt picked Angel of Empire to ride over Kingsbarn in this race. So that tells you which one he likes. He's ridden them both. When you talk about a couple of long shots to pay attention to, look, I understand that Japanese horses 0 for 18 in the Kentucky Derby, but this Derma Sogate, so Sogate has been well regarded, <laughs> you know, coming in off the UAV Derby win in Dubai, um, obviously racing against history. Nonetheless, my sources tell me this guy's live. He pulled away in his last race down the stretch without being asked and Again, another horse who may have had more in the tank last time out and is improving at the right time. And last but not least, Mage, the number eight horse. And, you know, only three starts in his lifetime. So we don't have a lot from him. He probably hasn't shown his best yet. Last time out, he did everything but win. Swooped the field in the turn, went from last, grabbed the lead in the deep stress, but he wasn't able to hold off the late charge of Forte. Only one length difference between the favorite and mage in that race. He could be live in the Derby on Saturday. So there's some horses for you. The eight horse, the 14, the 15, the 17. Box them, try them, do whatever you will. And believe you me, my horse racing picks, let's call them for entertainment purposes only. I am not a big racing bettor. That said, Joe D'Amico coming up next. We'll talk MLB when coverage continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. When I was in school at the University of Michigan, it had to be the early 90s, I got to call it. There was a, it was like a, a, an underground tape was going around. These guys were called the Jerky Boys, and they used to make uh, phony phone calls. Wholly inappropriate. <laughs> and pretty hilarious. Anyhow, the whole point is this. Our guest today, Joe D'Amico, who I'll bring in momentarily, he reminds me, he sounds a little bit like the tough guy from the Jerky Boys when he's talking. It's hilarious. If you know what I, if you're familiar with them, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when he hears them. That being said, Joe D'Amico's not a jerky boy. He's a heck of a handicapper. Joe, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? 
I am wonderful, Teddy. Always happy to be with you. Uh, it is an honor to once again share the airwaves with you. You know, we go back a long time. Sports fans out there, you may not know this, but the two best-looking guys in sports information are Teddy Covers and Joe D'Amico. <laughs> Teddy's the best-looking guy with hair, and Joe is the best-looking guy without it. Teddy, thanks for having me. I did not know you went to the University of Michigan. Teddy, I don't know if you knew this. I went to UCLA. Not the one in California, the one in New York, University of the Corner, Lexington Avenue. <laughs> that's, a, that's got a nice ring to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, uh, I was in Ann Arbor, and the jerky boys used to crack me up. But we're here to talk, and I appreciate it. That being said, I'll take the under on me being the best-looking guy with hair in the sports betting business. Uh, my, my good-looking days are well in the rearview mirror now. Let's talk a little MLB. And obviously, Absolutely. you're someone who's been doing this a long, long time. And I want to ask right at the top. For me, betting baseball was not my first love. I learned to bet football, and then I learned to bet basketball, and baseball was always, all right, well, you got to do something this summer. Let's learn how to, let's grind out some baseball. The love for the game was there, but from a betting standpoint, boy, early on, I had my struggles in MLB. And nowadays, I still look at it. If I had to pick one of the three major sports that I do, football, basketball, baseball, to say, yeah, maybe not so much, baseball is probably that sport for me. What about you? Do you love it or do you kind of grind through it? Absolutely love it, Teddy. And I grew up a blue-chip baseball player, signed my letter of intent to go to University of Arizona, 1987, when they won the national title. I got to tell you, I love baseball. In my opinion, a disciplined player, can make more money in baseball than any other sport. Now, I will tell you, your point of view is a very normal point of view. I'll tell you why. A lot more action in football, college, and pro. A lot more fast pace in basketball, college, and pro. Got to tell you, baseball itself moves a little bit slower. It's a long season on the regular basis, five to six days a week. You got 12 to 15 games. You know, you got a lot of games during the week. So if you're not disciplined, you can get in trouble early. Plus, Teddy, for the average sports better looking at a baseball board for the day could be quite overwhelming if you're new to this. You got sides, you got totals, you got run lines, you got first five, you got props. It could be overwhelming and you could just say, ah, that's it. But I feel that baseball offers us the most value as a sports better if you are disciplined. You got to be honest. I, I got to be honest when it comes to football and basketball, our line sports, to me, it's not about who's better than the other team. It's about the number and the, and the value the number offers me. It's the same thing in baseball. Teddy, honestly, on any given day, let's just throw out the teams that are doing great. The Atlanta Braves, the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, three teams with the best records and some of the best records in baseball. On any given day, they should beat lesser teams. However, sports fans, when you're dealing with lines that go $2, $2.50, $3 and above, guys, I got to tell you, any heavyweight on any given night has a puncher's chance of knocking out the champ. Having said that, these teams don't win 162 games. So you've got to pick your spots. In my personal opinion, I won't go above $1.50 on a favorite. I try not to go above it. I don't care if Sandy Koufax is pitching for the 27 Yankees. But there is a lot of value in baseball if you're disciplined, and I feel we can make our most bank in it. And it's funny you say that, uh, that, that you won't go higher than one, it's 150, because I used to be in that same category. It took a lot for me to get to, you know, maybe like a handful of times a year I might lay more than 150. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've changed in recent years, 
And I've done it because I watch who's winning in baseball. And the guys who are winning in baseball, the guys who are laying $2, $2.50, $3. I play, I think I played, in fact, I know I, I just checked it. I played one run line all year. When I'm playing a favorite now, I'm laying with the favorite. And if I get beat, I get beat. But um, I found, again, my natural inclination is a point spread sports because that's what I learned on. When you talk about money lines, it's a whole different story in terms of your team has to win. They can't play well and cover. They got to win. Uh, that's one of the reasons, I guess, why I've always liked totals as much or more than sides in MLB. Totals, you're still dealing with a standard minus 110 either way. And now it's a wager where it's not a money line situation. You know, if you're going over or under. And the one thing I love most about totals is they're streaky. They're really streaky. You find an over team, you keep catching over to it. I'll talk about an over team that's been catching over tickets all year from day one. I'm going to talk about them when I give you guys a free uh, play at the end of the show. But, you know, you ride those streaks with totals. Overs beget overs. You have hot lineups and bad bullpens that are getting overused. Unders beget unders. You got cold lineups and good bullpens that aren't getting overused. And you can ride those streaks long term. So that's what I like about MLB. But money line versus point spread, I'm a point spread guy. What about you? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I think that sports betting itself is a living, breathing thing. And I agree with you, though, of all the major sports, baseball is the streakiest and trendiest to ride streaks. But I think sports betting is a living, breathing thing. You can't listen, Teddy. I'm an old timer. I'm, I'm, I'll be 54. I've been doing this since I'm 10 years old with football sheets in the schoolyard. And I will tell you this. Back in the day... It was a rule of thumb you take home dog on Monday night football. I know we're talking baseball today, but that's yep. one of the biggest things that we used to do. Home dog Monday night, we got to take it. But everything changes now. It really is. It's a living, breathing thing. Trends in streets are real good, uh, I think, in baseball. If we look at other things, though, things change day to day. Hey, NBA, we got this load management. Change things on a minute-to-minute basis, let alone day-to-day. You know, you got guys being out the last few years. We had to deal with certain illnesses that affect uh, who's playing and who's not, and protocols. You got guys that won't go on, won't go on the road because of this. I got to tell you that it's a living, breathing thing, and I think we've got to look at game by game basis as opposed to just overall trends and streaks. I do put stock in trends and streaks once I like a game to confirm something on that on that note. So you, you talk about that Monday night football trend, yeah. And I went back and did a study on this because you know that's what I do, Joe. Mm-hmm. I hear something, I'm like, is it real or is it not? Before 1990, I believe it was, Monday Night Home Dogs cashed at a 70% clip Uh from the beginning of Monday Night Football. Since 2000, it's like 30%. (laughs) You know, so the marketplace changes. I don't even know if it's that low. At one point, it was as low as 30%. But the marketplace is a dynamic thing. And as you mentioned, you call it living, breathing. It's certainly dynamic. It's not a static entity. And betters who are going to win are going to adjust from one season to the next. How's your season going so far? Absolutely great. My baseball, you know, over the years documented, I've been documented now since 2005. I have 10 number one finishes in the MLB this season so far, 62%. Very happy on a documented nine in one run with premium releases. I'm having a good time. Like I said, this is one of my favorite times of year as far as sports betting goes. You know, the weather gets warmer. I live in Las Vegas. It's getting warmer out. You got day games in baseball. I love day games. To me, I'll be honest, Teddy, I'm excited. We're going to be getting a baseball team here. 
Nothing beats going to a ball game, having a cold beer and a hot dog, rooting your team in. Um, but baseball is always has always been very profitable for me and anybody that follows me. But right now, sixty two percent nine and one run documented. That's why I brought you on. I know you're running good, and I know you've been on a good roll, so I want to pick your brain about teams we should be betting on, teams we should be betting against, overs, unders, the whole works. We'll do that in just a moment. We do have to pay some bills. It's part of the business. Okay. We need breaks. One of them's coming up right here. Cover it. Continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on SiriusXM, Channel 159, the Sports Grid. Radio Network. We are talking today with Joe D'Amico, breaking down the world of Major League Baseball and baseball betting. And Joe, let's get into it. I want to ask you, all right, what's the biggest surprise for you early in the season? Maybe a positive surprise, a negative surprise, both. Talk to me about a team that you did not expect to be any good that is good or a team that you didn't expect (laughs) or that you thought was going to be good that uh, maybe hasn't quite lived up to expectations. I've got easy answers for both. Pirates on the one side, Cardinals uh-huh. on the other. I didn't think Pittsburgh was going to be anything like what they've been, although they have come back to earth now their schedule, strength of schedule uh, has uh, caught up with them. And, and this St. Louis team sitting in last place <laughs> in the NL Central. I don't know what's wrong with the Cardinals, but they've taken my money a couple of times. They're not going to take any more of my money until they actually show signs of improvement. Who's the surprise to you so far? Well, you named two of the three teams, Teddy. You know, I know that every time I'm on a show with you, because you're one of the sharpest minds in sports and sports betting there is, I know I've got to be prepared. And two of the three teams you mentioned uh, were uh, teams I was going to mention. But I will tell you, I will have to say that the St. Louis Cardinals, here's a team who's very deep with seasoned veterans. They've got power. They've got good starting pitching. They've got some decent relieving. They just can't get it started. However, I will say Cardinal fans – don't worry yet. There are only 30 games in the rear view. The NL Central, in my opinion, on any given day, you can see a different team lead the division. I think there's still a lot of baseball to be played. I think the Cardinals will move up from the bottom of the barrel cellar dwelling, as the kids say, up to the top. I think they are still – I'm not going to say they're going to take the division, but I think they're going to turn things around. Another team that really has surprised me, and not in a positive way, a negative way, I am surprised that the – erratic play of the Houston Astros. In my opinion, they are the cream of the crop of the West. Power, starting, relieving. Uh, uh, they got speed. They've got everything. And yet, they're right in the middle of the pack of, let's just say, I don't want, I don't want to put down the AL West because any division is tough, but I really do think that they are the cream of the prop. You got Texas and LA just ahead of them. Right now, they're 16 and 15, but I do think you're going to see both of those teams turn things around a bit and start winning. But those are my two biggest surprises, I think, right now. Obviously, and like I said, Pittsburgh is playing good, and I'm happy. I got a lot of friends in Steel Town over there in Pittsburgh that are happy right now. But that NL Central, and we'll touch base on the divisions uh, later on with one of your questions, but honestly, Teddy, I think on any given day you could see a different team lead that division. Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, Chicago, even Cincinnati you might see come up. Probably not, but I don't want to let down the Cincinnati guys. But I think you'll see St. Louis uh, start piling up some wins. 
Sure. The Cardinals, uh, uh, as we talk, they're 10 games out of first place with Pittsburgh uh, sitting in first. The only team in baseball who's further out than the St. Louis Cardinals right now. That would be the Oakland Athletics. And uh, Oakland, historically bad through the first month of the campaign. Um, Give me something that surprised other people early that you kind of expected. For me, I mean, uh, I guess the team that stands out in that regard, I I, I didn't think the White Sox were going to be very good, and they're not. And I thought the Orioles might be okay, and they are. So two from the American League stand out to me that are supposedly surprises. I haven't been all that surprised by either one of those two squads. What about you? Well, uh, you know, Teddy, uh, I think once again, without question, you know, there's very few things in life that you cannot debate over. The toughest division in all of baseball, once again, is the American League East. You've got five teams that all sport winning records. There are divisions that only have one team that has a plus winning record. Five teams in the American League East. Now, I knew the Tampa Bay Rays were going to be a breakout team. I knew it by their lineup, their health, their pitching. And you know what? Last season, they showed signs of greatness. And I've got to tell you, they did not surprise me. What did surprised me just to touch 26 and 6. You know, we got a month, we got more than a month, 32 games in the rear view with their with their uh, win-loss 26 and 6. And there, it just amazes me that they're keeping up this pace. But, and I will touch base on this later, the American League East toughest division in baseball. You, The one negative that you, I'm going to say about the Rays, Teddy, is this. They have to play Baltimore, Boston, Toronto, and New York quite a bit. So they knock each other off quite a bit as well. So you're going to see teams go up and down and up and down in that division as well. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Rays did not surprise me. I know people that are still looking to fade them. They're going, they're going to fall right now. They're going, buddy, they're playing good. When they start losing a little bit, then bet against them a little bit. Sure, the longest losing streak of the season this year for Tampa is two games. And Amazing. look, they had... They had that beautiful schedule to open up the year. You have the Tigers, the Nationals, the A's, the Red Sox when they were struggling. So they got to tee off on some weaker-than-average team. Since then, they played the Reds. They've had the White Sox. You talked about some of Houston's struggles. Another series against the White Sox. You know, uh, and then the Pirates. So Tampa's schedule likely to get significantly tougher than what we've seen uh, through the first part of the campaign. And once they get into all those AL East matchups, although fewer divisional games this year, which allows the good divisions to beat up on the bad divisions, we're certainly seeing that early on in the American League, although the NL East only has one team over 500 right now. That's supposed to be an elite division. Hasn't been that way uh, early. So, I have anything in response to that, or should I move on, Joe? No, you know, uh, I think you said it all. There's a couple of teams in this that, that have had it a little bit. I mean, look, guys, but that having an easy schedule in the season can work both ways. A, it can give you a false sense of security, and then you start getting plowed. Or B, it gives you some momentum. It gives you some, some you know, pride, and, and, and it keeps you going during the tougher times. We'll see what the Tampa Bay Rays are made of very soon. I think they're a very good team. They're well coached. They certainly are. So right now, here we are. It's early May. It's Derby Day. Um, who can we make money with in MLB right now? Give me a one or two undervalued teams, teams that aren't being priced appropriately at this moment in the betting market. Well, I can tell you two teams that are normally overpriced 
are the Astros and the Yankees, who right now, we talked about the AL East, New York, last place, 17 and 15. Houston Astros, middle of the pack, 16 and 15. These are two teams that will start winning. Now, their first start of the, as they, as, when they first start winning, you could still catch them in May. And then their lines are going to get inflated. Now, I do, I do expect at the end of the season, come September and going into October, Houston to be at top of the West. Here's the situation in New York, and I grew up a Yankees fan, guys, sports fans. This isn't my heart. This is my head. Two places your heart never belongs. Sports betting and love, I'll tell you that. New York Yankees, Aaron Boone is under the hot seat right now, Teddy. I got to tell you right now, they do not like a month in the season in the rear view that they're in last place, even though they're 17 and 15, which is kind of respectable. This is a team with one of the most explosive lineups in baseball. Three solid pitchers. They got good middle relieving. They got good closing, and yet they just can't get their act together. I think you're going to see them start striding. I think you're going to see Houston start striding. But as soon as they start winning, those lines will get inflated. So jump on them as soon as they win another one or two. I know the Yankees, I believe, uh, going into the weekend, won, uh, won a couple in a row. Houston dropped a few. But you know what, guys? These are two teams that are built to last. They'll both be in the playoffs. Start As soon as they start winning, and they will start winning soon, jump on them before the lines start to inflate. So Aaron Boone on the hot seat. What do they need, a, a little Billy Martin signing uh, in the Bronx? Hell, at this point, we'll take Bob Lemon. It won't even matter. We need some Gene Michael. We'll take Gene Michael back. Hell, we'll take Bucky Dent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy Martin, of course, uh, hired and fired as the Yankees manager four different times. And he was always the midseason replacement for uh, mm-hmm. uh, Steinbrenner back uh, in the day when the Yankees were competing for championships. I don't know that I agree with you about the Yankees. The Astros, I agree with you for sure. Okay. But the Yankees, I've got my questions about that lineup. Can they hit? And I got my questions about the starting staff as well. The bullpen's there. The depth is there. But you ask me what the biggest issue for the Yankees is early on, and I don't see it. I don't see an immediate answer on the horizon. Man, you look at the bottom half of that batting order, they're getting nothing from five on down. Yeah, well, things are going to change, and I don't think they need a major shakeup. I think they're just meshing. Uh, I think there's a kind of the same thing with Houston. I think they need they just you know it's the beginning of the season. A lot is as expected. These are teams with winning traditions. A lot of pressure on them. Major cities. I think you're going to see them start turning around. And like I said, sports fans, not because you hear the New York accent in my voice. It's because I think this team is a good quality team. They do have some good starting pitching. I mean, Garrett Cole's pitching lights out. They got a couple of other guys. Obviously, there's a couple of guys that you never know how they're going to pitch. But I will tell you this, Teddy. On a side note. If you go back to opening day of the season, all 30 teams played, I'll tell you what, and I know sports, I was hard-pressed to, to recognize maybe a dozen starting pitchers on opening day out of the 30 teams. Day two, the same thing. Then you go into the next week's rotation, there are guys I never heard of before that are starting, and you go, what's going on? A lot of these teams have some injured pitchers, and i got to be honest, guys, a good starting pitcher is worth his weight in gold these days. So a lot of teams are going through some growing pains, to pitchers that change not just teams, but leagues, teams that are gelling and meshing, a lot of stuff going on, new, new, new managers. It takes time, and there's a lot of pressure on these teams, so they're under the gun. And obviously, they're major media markets, so you're going to read about every boo-boo, scratch, or negative in the paper every day. Yeah, that's uh, one of the benefits of being in New York, is you get the, you get the national love. It's also one of the detriments for being in New York, is that when things aren't going right, man, the media eats up on you. And certainly, uh, I mean, you know, you, I, I guess when you look at Cole at the top of the order and then uh, Herman and Cortez after mm-hmm. 
it doesn't blow me away. The lineup doesn't blow me away for the Bronx Bombers. I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, the Yankees are in last place as we speak right now. I don't know if they're a last place team, but they sure don't feel like a first place team. They'll turn it day. around. We'll bet dinner on <laughs> it pretty soon. How about we'll bet dinner on it by the end of the season? <laughs> I look forward to that. Nothing, uh, a good excuse for us to get together. Love it, love Off it, love it. air, exactly, because you know how it is. It never happens. Much more with Joe D'Amico coming up. Cover it continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There's nothing like being informed with all the odds, analysis, and best bets all day long. How do you get that? It's simple. You follow us on Twitter, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, at SportsGrid TV, and stay on the grid everywhere you go. Again, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. You can follow today's guest, Joe D'Amico on Twitter at Joe D'Amico wins. That's J-O-E, Joe, D-A-M-I-C-O, D'Amico wins. You guys get it. Joe, we were talking overvalued, undervalued teams right before the break. We talked about some undervalued teams in the Astros and the Yankees. How about teams right now that have overachieved, overvalued in the markets? Teams that not only have they been winning, but the markets are adjusting to their winning teams. You might want to look to fade here in May. Who stands out to you? In that well, game? I'll be honest with you. I'm still not understanding why the New York Mets are getting such high priced. I mean, here's a team who's not winning really, Teddy. They're 16 and 16. Uh, and I'm sorry, Mets fans. I'm going to give it to you straight because you know if I be BSing you, this team has no heart. There's no real leadership on this team. They continue to come in as favorites and they continue to let down. I mean, just going into the weekend, they lost a couple in a row. They're 16 and 16. And I'll be honest with you. You know, last year you and I talked on this show while the Mets were in charge I said no it's going to be the Braves the Braves are the best team in that division Miami is right at 16 and 16 Philly who let's face it they're in some I don't want to say a sophomore slump but you know after they make such a good last year I don't think we get a, uh, I don't think anybody even watching the national uh, players uh, expect to do too much but dwell in that cellar but I think the New York Mets are going to constantly be overvalued 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 because let's face it they got a high price uh, roster they got a lot of big name pitchers. They got a lot. They got a couple of big name uh, guys on their lineup. But I've got to tell you, I am going to tell you that at the very best, if they go on a run in a few months, they'll finish second in this division. They might finish third. I'm going to tell you that right now, guys. Keep fading the Mets, especially when they're high priced. They go down to forty, fifty, sixty. Just fade them. I don't care if they're playing uh, a little league team. A Gil Hodges. Remember the hot Gil Hodges leagues back in the day when we were little league guys. I'm telling you, go against the Mets. They don't have the heart to do anything. So I've got a team. I, I don't like the Brewers. I don't like the Brewers at all. Uh, I, I don't like the, you know, their bullpen is kind of overachieved, which has allowed them to play better than expected baseball. It's not a lineup that's going to tear the cover off the ball. Their aces have underperformed. The back end of the rotation is dicey. And at some point, I got to think that bullpen's going to crack. So, Milwaukee, a team uh, that I think 
may be worth fading an overvalued okay. team okay. that we can bet against here in the month of May. And I don't know that they're the only one <laughs> in that regard. I'm still not sold on the Yanks. And the Padres at home are another. The Padres at home are being priced really high. You know, know that San Diego had a better record outside Petco last year they did it than they did at Petco. It's amazing. Same that story was my so other far team, Teddy, year. that I was going to mention. That was my other team, the Padres. I just feel, I'll be honest with you, obviously the Dodgers are always going to be, be there. And, you know, Arizona, unlike other teams in the West, and the NL West sports fans are playing consistent ball. They're not scoring nine one day and they get blowing, getting blown out by seven or eight runs the next day. They're playing consistent baseball. And I feel they're going to be the team to be reckoned with. But you're right, Teddy. The Padres were the other team I was going to mention on this segment. I really do feel that you could really take advantage of some high prices, particularly when they're at home at Petco. Guys, they are no bargain, I'll tell you that. Let's talk totals. You know, uh, I talked earlier in the show about how we love the streaks for totals. When you have good pitching and a cold lineup, you can cash unders all month. When you have bad pitching and a hot lineup, you can cash overs all month. Any teams right now you're looking to get involved with total? Let's talk under first. They're an under team that you think is primed to cash under tickets. You know, and again, they're not going to cash every night. But um, when you're when you're looking at these total streaks. You can cash two out of three for a month plus if you're riding every day playing a team over or under the total. Who stands out to you in that regard right now? Two teams emphatically stand out that I don't see any, any light at the end of the tunnel. Let me put it that way. The Cleveland Guardians and the Washington Nationals, both teams are just, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Washington had their run a few years back where they looked pretty good. Cleveland, they're a storied franchise. But I've got to tell you, these two teams, oh, my goodness, guys, I've got to tell you, they've got guys on, on their lineup that should be bagging groceries at your local grocery store. They just can't produce. You can almost bet against them like death and taxes you could rely upon. They are horrible, horrible, horrible. I mean, just right now, uh, they're two of the worst teams in the league, if I'm not mistaken, Teddy, don't quote me, going into the weekend, 63% of Guardians games under, uh, Guardians Guardians under, Washington Nationals, 58%, two of the worst in baseball, and guys, I'm sorry, Nats and Guardian fans, things aren't going to get any better, they are going to continue to disappoint. Well, when you're catching under bets, you're not, I mean, it means the pitching's decent, uh, and Cleveland certainly had decent pitching. Uh, this season, though their bullpen hasn't quite lived up to expectations. Washington, well, the totals are a little bit higher <laughs> because the national <laughs> pitching uh, has question marks. Although Patrick Corbin all of a sudden is showing signs of life after years yes. uh, of uh, looking awful. How about over teams? The bad pitching, good hitting, or bad bullpen, good hitting portion of the equation. Anyone that you see that's primed to cash over bets? Well, I will Almost tell you this, Teddy, I, not so much bad pitching, uh, but I like the Braves. You know, they're banging the ball. They're killing it on the road. You know, normally teams go on the road. They, they lose a little bit of luster. The Braves, I mean, this is a team that, that, that you can count on to score runs almost every game. Uh, here's a team, uh, if I'm not mistaken, going into the weekend, over 61% of their games going over the total. I think the Rangers, too. Now, here's a team, i got to tell you. Man, they 
could score five or six or seven runs or more, and then they could still lose a game. So I could just let our let our listeners just you know use their imagination. No, their pitching is getting beaten up uh, on a regular basis. A lot of their games going over the total. I think those are two games, two teams you could definitely look for and say, hey, I could ride a trend with these with these teams going over the total. Rangers, Braves. I like the Braves. I think they're a cre- they're one of the best teams in baseball. They're a very good team, but they're scoring a lot of runs, and they're playing because of their schedule. They're playing teams that are scoring runs, too. They just happen to be a little bit better uh, at the plate, and uh, and they're doing well on the road. I mean, you know, guys, sports fans, playing on the road in baseball, hey, the Cubs, every year the Cubs have a great uh, record at Wrigley, but then again, you look at their away record, and it's it's horrible. It's horrible. It was an SAT score. You wouldn't even get into a community college, I'll tell you that. The Atlanta Braves on the road are killing it, 15-3 and three going into the weekend. They're just a good team. They score runs. They're playing some teams, but they're looking at their schedule. They play teams that score a lot of runs. Lots of overs there. I like the Rangers over because they're just, come on, they can bang the ball, but their bullpen is, uh, I don't know, even know what to say. It's ugly. Yeah, sure. And when you look right now uh, in MLB, top over teams in baseball heading into the weekend, Boston Red Sox, Oakland A's, Texas Rangers, all 65% or more overs so far this season. Top under teams heading into the weekend, the Yankees, Yankees. the Guardians, and, well, there's a tie. The (laughs) National Padres. Yeah, Yeah, National Padres, Cubs, the Brewers are right there. But certainly the, 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 the first two, Cleveland and New York, have both yeah. been consistent under teams. And yeah. when you when it's, again, when you have these trends, I like to bet them till they die. And for me, Bobby, like Boston is an over team. Just stand, like we saw it on opening day, the Red Sox were hitting and they couldn't get anyone out. They went over every game that first series against the Orioles and they hadn't stopped. Um, you know, uh, I look at uh, Boston as a team that really stands out to me when it comes to betting overs. In fact, yeah, we'll be talking about the Red Sox again before this show is through. All right, one last question I want to ask you before we get to some free plays and the like. Future book, MLB, right now. What stands out to you? Anything? Are you a future player? Do you like, uh, you know, betting on uh, adjusted win totals or do you bet on uh, teams to win a division or bet on teams to win a league or bet on wins to, uh, teams to win a title. Um, future book, give me your thoughts. Daddy, I'm going to be honest. I'm a, I'm a today guy. I'm very impatient, and I like my money where it belongs in my pocket. However, I will tell you, last year, so I got some friends. You and I have a lot of friends in the books in Vegas. I, I, I made a couple of bets on to win division. I happened to clean, clean sweep the board with divisions. Uh, all six. I won all divisions. I was happy. But it bothers me because I can bet more on an individual game or a couple of games than I can locking my money up for five or six months. But I will tell you, we're going to talk about – uh, I do think cream rises to the top. I think you can get Houston, who their numbers dipped a little bit to win the West. Um, I will say, well, let's go to the NL Central. Uh, let, let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds. They got no shot in the world. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Reds fans. The Cubs can't win on the road. They're going to they're gonna really fall apart on the road as the season progresses. They can't win. Pittsburgh, I think, is playing above themselves. I think they're a good team. They're not a great team yet. I think that division is going to be between Milwaukee and St. Louis. Right now, Milwaukee, the odds to win it, 
To win that division, Teddy, it's, you know, you're not going to get a really good return on an investment because right now they're in second place. They're playing good ball. Uh, but the Cardinals, the Cardinals are in dead last right now, and I still think they have what it takes to possibly win that division. And understand, even though sports fans, Teddy mentioned earlier on in the show, that there are less divisional games this year, they still, they still have to play each other a lot. They knock each other off a lot. But like I said, St. Louis, you can get some good odds on them. To be honest with you, as far as that, I still think my Yankees will be, be, be there. Do I think they're going to take the division? I know they're going to at least get a wild card in the American League. But I still think that Tampa Bay's got to fall off a bit. Baltimore's a good team. I don't see Boston doing it. I don't see Toronto doing it, even though Toronto's a good team with a lot of talent. I just said it's not my hatred of anything Massachusetts, Teddy. It's not my Bucky Dent, Ron Gitchery hatred of the Red Sox. It's not that. It's the fact that I'm just not a big fan of the Boston Red Sox. I don't see consistency there. I think you can get some odds on the Yankees. Now I think you can get some odds on the Cardinals. For me, it's value. If I'm going to tie up my money long term, I have to have a nice return coming on any investment I got. I think Yankees possibly, but I definitely think the St. Louis Cardinals still, still, still in that very competitive NL Central. Buy low on St. Louis to win the division. Joe, we got less than 90 seconds for the break. I need a free winner for you today on Saturday and tell folks where they can find you. Real quick, Teddy. Oh, boy, the Dodgers have had this series circled since the schedule came out. During the 2022 regular season, L.A. went 14-5 against San Diego. They even took the NOS. However, guys, if you remember, when they met in October for the NLDS, they were sent home early to play golf instead of competing for the NL pennant. Revenge is a dish best served cold, my friends. I'm Sicilian. I know a lot about revenge. I like May here, even though he hasn't done as well against San Diego as Snell, uh, who are scheduled, and always do your diligence, tech check starting pitchers as Snell has done against the Dodgers. I still think Los Angeles will get their revenge for getting ousted and being sent home early last season. I like the Dodgers on the board today. Teddy, and if you want to find Joe D'Amico, I'm on a slew of websites. I'm on sportsmemo.com, sportscapping.com, thevegaspicks.com, donbest.com, and each and every day, because I have such a melodic voice, you can call my free pick phone on a pre-recorded message line. No callbacks, no salesmen, no BS, guys. one 800 563-8854. That's 1-800-JOE-8854. A free winner, pre-recorded message line every single day. No strings attached. That's Joe D'Amico breaking down the world of MLB. Thank you so much for your time and Thank opinions, you. Joe. We'll talk to you again in the not-too-distant future. When we Good come luck, back, my friend. Thank you. I've got a bettable opinion for you. MLB Today. Stay tuned. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we're here in the home stretch. Let me try that again. The home stretch. We're here in the home stretch of Cover It With Teddy Covers. Oh, goodness. Uh, it was a fun show. Joe D'Amico always brings the energy. Uh, love his enthusiasm for the sports betting world. And listen, it's important to note. This show, which you're listening to live right now on Sirius XM Channel 159, it's available in podcast version as well. Today's MLB show with Joe. Tomorrow's NFL show with Stephen Over. Last week's shows, last month's shows, last year's shows. Every show I've ever done for the Sports Grid Radio Network is available podcast style. Just download and consume at your convenience. Wherever you download your podcast, just search cover it 
or cover it with Teddy Covers, you get the alert every time a new one's come up. Simple, easy, convenient. I encourage you, download and consume at your convenience in podcast style. All right, I have an opinion for you today in MLB, and here's the beauty. We just talked about it when it comes to MLB totals. You can play them again and again and again, weeks at a time before the markets noticeably adjust. The Red Sox on opening day flew over the total. That whole series, that opening weekend series against Baltimore flew over the total. Have the markets adjusted significantly yet? Not really. Heading into the weekend, Boston 23 and 10 to the over. And there are no indications it's going to change. Their starting pitching's been iffy. Their bullpen's been, I'm not going to call it dismal, but certainly not reliable. The lineup's on fire. When the lineup is on fire and the starting pitching's iffy and the bullpen's problematic, that creates overs. (laughs) That's what they've done. And frankly, it's kind of like the Phillies. (laughs) The lineup's there. The starting pitching's a little bit iffy. The bullpen, problematic basically from day one. Two hot-hitting teams total. I'm seeing nines, nine and a halfs out there. Citizens Bank Ballpark on a lovely spring evening. Look at the over between Boston and Philly. That's going to wrap it for Cover It this week. Enjoy the games. Best of luck with your wagers. We'll be back again tomorrow right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network.